Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball, where we discuss the outfield position heading into 2024. You are Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings, and reviews we would truly truly appreciate it if you could do that for us and if you're watching on youtube and you haven't already hit that little bell below it subscribes you to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode and guys real quick i need to talk to you about today's sponsor which is fanduel Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. And all right, guys, we, you know, we're doing the way too early, you know, uh, positional debate slash uh, review slash rankings. Uh, we're getting into the whole nitty gritty here. And outfield is a long one. We've actually decided to do things a little differently with outfield. We're going to start uh, about some of the guys, you know, in the bottom half of the outfield position uh, in part one, which is today. And then part two, we're going to push into some of those higher end names. Uh, but Matt, why don't you take it away uh, with uh, whoever you want to go with here? outfield um let's talk let's talk about Eloy Jimenez um you know I look I'm looking at his ADP coming off the board at 202 and I feel like he's a super value just based off of his upside and whatnot I understand last season wasn't like the most spectacular everything I promised last year being that I was probably the Eloy truther going into the season now you know I'm I'm not one to say like okay like he completely flopped because he did have some bright spots and you know what? Like I'm not, he didn't kill you in anything. He just kind of just really just didn't perform to a level that was like where you thought it would be. And what the pick that we were spending on him really was, and therefore also giving up to get him in trades. So like, that was the little bit of disappointing parts, but like you look at his stats as a whole with like 456 at bats, 50 runs, 23 doubles, 18 bombs, 64 ribs and batted 272 on the year, like, it's not completely atrocious. Like, the numbers just aren't overwhelming. I mean, it's also not like the Chicago White Sox are any good. You know, hopefully that kind of returns to form and he kind of benefits from it. But, you know, Eloy dealt with a little bit of soft tissue issues, too, that kind of slowed him down and wasn't really able to get him, you know, really rolling, which also just has always been the case. But I feel like this year, instead of paying for the ceiling, which, you know, I kind of was enticing everybody to do uh, last year, and that was my fault. Uh, this year, we get him at a serious discount where you can walk away as him as your you know, first bench player, pretty much. Or, you know, in a 14-man league, you're probably looking at him as, you know, your fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder. And you're pretty happy with that to walk away with him and pick 200. And, you know, we all know what the, the possible upside could be, right? Like nearly a 300 hitter, 30 to 40 bombs with ease. And, you know, 
90 plus runs and ribbies. Like that would be the, the season. That's what the season would look like if he, you know, just managed to stay healthy and just put everything together and string everything together for a full season. And I'm not saying that, you know, 2024 is the year, but at this draft price, I'm not going to be able to pass. And, uh, you know, it may just sound like I have a crack addiction, but at the same time, you know, you just got to look at it and be like, well, Eli Jimenez this time is cheap, so I, I'm really going to roll the dice on it. We'll see where his uh, ADP, ADP comes draft season. But right now, I mean, if I'm drafting today, I'm totally taking him. Matt, real quick, I don't know if you mentioned where do you have Eloy uh, ranked among your outfielders? Uh, I did not mention that. Yeah, I personally, I, I like Eloy a lot too. I have him as my 32nd outfielder. Um, I will throw out the caveat. Eloy only did get 14 games in the outfield last year. So in platforms where you needed the 15 or 20 to get the position eligibility to outfield, Eloy won't make it. But in uh, places like Yahoo and stuff like that, he will have the eligibility. Matt, did you, did you find where you have him ranked, my brother? I am 34, so like we're not okay. far off. Yeah, no, so we're, we're, Matt and I are, are pretty much in sync. Uh, I do love the upside for Eloy. He hits the ball very hard. He's obviously not going to steal you any bases at all. He has yet to steal a base in his career. Uh, at 27, there is upside here for Eloy. I still have the feeling that he's going to put it together for one year and do well, you know, similar to what Matt pointed out, uh, a lot of home runs. Uh, runs and RBIs really depends if he stays here with the White Sox. I haven't really heard any rumors about him or um, Luis Robert getting moved. I think they were the only ones that they really wanted to stand pat on. But good batting average upside, and um, you know we'll, we'll see where things go. I think I picked 200, great spot for Eloy. Uh, you could definitely go to take him on all your teams if that uh, remains. Let's move on to somebody that I wanted to point out in this episode, somebody that I really, really like, and I hope he gets an opportunity uh, to be a full-time player this year, and it's Mickey Moniak of the Angels. Uh, now, Mickey Moniak, former number one pick, uh, all the way back in 2016 by uh, you know those Phillies, a Matt's hometown team. Um, Strong season. Uh, first year, he's managed to stay healthy and really get a shot out there. 85 games for Moniac, 311 at-bats, 35 runs, 21 doubles, 2 triples, 14 homers, 45, 45 RBIs, 6 steals, and a 280 batting average. The plate discipline from Mickey Moniac is really bad, so in um, points leagues, I'm really not touching him. But right now, Mickey Moniac is coming off the board super, super late. Uh, let me pull. I was after pick 500. That's all you really need to know. I believe it was outfielder 104. I have Mickey Moniak as my 58th outfielder. Honestly, like I said, if the Angels let this kid play, um, you know, what I'm seeing right now in roster resource, he's projected to start in right field and bat sixth for that team. You know, you're talking about a guy that could probably get you close to, you know, 25 plus homers. The runs and RBI should be a solid on that Angels team. Uh, the steals, guy that can see it close to 20 bags. Batting average to be determined. Let's see if Moniak has really, you know, um, got that hit tool down. He had a very good, uh, strong showing in the minors last year, too, as far as the batting average go. But even if he hits 275, it's going to return way better value than someone you're getting at pick 500 right now. But I love Mickey Moniak. I think he's somebody um, we can capitalize right now on uh, the, that low ADP. I mean, I'm sure that his draft price is obviously going to rise come draft season, especially if Moniac starts going off in spring training and whatnot. But I don't know how far I'm, how high I'm willing to pay. Like, I feel like where Dom has him is like, like the 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 spot I'll probably start like thinking about it based off of my team construction. But where I have him at 64, 
is kind of the sweet spot in anything later. Like, I don't know if I really trust it to really come to full fruition. I, I forget his age. Was he 26 next year? Uh, yes, sir. So, like, you know, the age is kind of prime and right. If he doesn't do it this year, it's pretty much done for me. I don't, I won't believe in an age. Well, that's, why I hope they let him play. that's why I hope to let him play. You would think with the exodus of the team, of the players on that team. So, you know, and them trying to pretty much just draw in any kind of talent that come in, you would hope he'd get the everyday playing time with that. It's kind of like a TBD, I guess. But, you know, Mickey Moniak has some fair upside. I can't wait to see spring training to kind of answer some questions for Moniak, whether he's moving up or down in my draft board, essentially. But before we move on and, uh, you know, we talk about a bunch of great names, you know, some rookies, some guys that we've talked about all throughout the season. We have one sponsor. We have a sponsor for you. Guys, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. Um, and if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season right with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, so let's hop back into things here. Um, one last thing about Mickey Moniak. I, I even think the Steel's upside is pretty high. He's His sprint speed is elite. I didn't realize that, you know, he actually was, um, you know, ranking that high as far as sprint speed goes. Um, but, Matt, um, anyone you wanted to talk about next? Um, should I should I pick a guy? How are we doing this, brother? What, what, what do you want to go for? That one for us. Uh, let's talk about Chaz McCormick here. Uh, you know, kind of like a waiver wire darling this year. Nobody drafted him whatsoever. If you did, you probably look like a genius after a certain month. Uh, if you even held on to him that long, but Chaz had put together a nice season. He's going, I forget his ADP. If you could pull that up for me, Dom. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm peeping for him. Thir- yeah. 38th outfielder pick 161. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at that draft price. Honestly, like 38th isn't atrocious. Now, the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, you got to be careful because I'm not going to buy the age 28 breakout. Just like I was going to say for Moniac, like I'm not going to buy the age 27 breakout, but I feel like Chaz is a solid price. Like if you're really like miss out on the bigger tier names, but there's a whole bunch of names I'd rather draft in front of him. Like I have him ranked 54 right now. Yes. There's the potential to rise in my rankings being that we're, you know, still in November here, uh, December, probably when you're listening to this, but you know, he has the upside. It's just, he hasn't really shown it till this year. And in the 403 at bats, he did put together like some really nice months, but it all was, was, you know, pretty solid. He only had two bad months and that was May and like September. Other than that, the dude really like had 271 batting average, 275, 308, 351, you know, in July and August, he had six home runs each month and really great ribbies and run numbers. Like he really put it together. Like Chaz, definitely showed out now i just want to see him do it again before i'm willing to pay you know pick uh outfield 38 for it you know and you know it, it's just a matter of i guess gauging where you're willing to spend and if you're willing to miss out on this and let him be 
let him perform on somebody else's team versus being a landmine for your team. And we'll just weigh the options and kind of base a lot of op, uh, base his performance in spring training to whether uh, how we're going to sway and where we're picking. So more of a TBD kind of like, you know, bring everybody back down to earth on the feelings of Chas McCormick. Cause yes, he was very valuable going down the stretch, but at the same time, you know, I think we should all kind of get those blinders off and kind of look at, you know, age and what he, what he can look like going into his age 29 season. Yeah, Matt, I, I'm a little bit higher on McCormick. Excuse me, I got to see. Bless you. Sorry about that, folks. But um, back to Chaz McCormick here. I'm I'm a little bit higher on um Chaz than you. I have Chaz as my outfield number 42. Still a little bit lower than you know um ADP at the moment. But you know, 2020 upside for McCormick here. Obviously, he went 22-19 last season. When you're talking about um home runs and steals there. The runs and RBIs, I think, are going to be plus in that Houston lineup, which is, you know, um, pretty strong. Uh, McCormick, the RBIs are going to be better than the runs because he's going to hit a little bit lower, but great guys to drive in ahead of him. So you're talking about a guy that, at worst case scenario, I think you're getting three categories. I think you're going to get some, uh, you know, decent home run um, upside, good RBIs, good steals. The batting average, I think, TBD for McCormick. The hit tool doesn't blow me away when I look at, you know, the underlying stats here with McCormick. So even if he winds up being like a 255 batting average, 25 homers, you know, 90 RBIs, 20 steals with 70 runs, you know, that's solid. A guy coming off your bench, your outfielder number four, something like that. So I'm not like making Chaz McCormick a target of mine, but if he starts to slip a little bit, Somebody that, you know, will at least, you know, help you in um, three categories as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's find another guy here. We got some good names. You know, Matt and I came up with some strong names for you guys here, you know, um, that we either like better than ADP or we think are going too low. Um, I'm actually going to take one of the guys I'm, I, I really, really like. I like Kerry Carpenter a lot, so let's talk about him. Uh, from the Detroit Tigers, he had a strong minor league season last year, and then when he got called up, he looked all right, too. Um, I want to talk about that 2022 minor league season with Gary Carpenter. 98 games, 358 at-bats, 60 runs, 27 doubles, 30 homers, 75 RBIs, 3 steals, and he had 313. That's when Gary Kerp Carpenter first really came on my radar, and I was like, okay, this kid you know, has some upside. And then last year, uh, rookie season for Gary Carpenter in the majors with Detroit, 118 games, 418 at-bats, 57 runs, 17 doubles, 2 triples, 20 homers, 64 RBIs, 6 steals, 278. Uh, I think Kerry Carpenter is going to be very good when it comes to fantasy next season. Um, he's coming off the board as the 43rd outfielder pick, 197. Where do I have Mr. Carpenter ranked? I have him actually a little bit lower than ADP. I'm as my 45th outfielder. But honestly, I think there's a lot of upside. I think that's great value on a guy who the power, I think, with Kerry Carpenter is legit. He isn't like super, super fast. So the steals, you know, um, I think he can get you over 10 because he's not slow either. So I, I think 25 homers, 10 steals. Uh, a good batting average. The hit tool is, is good there with Kerry Carpenter. So talking about a guy who can hit 260, 270. The counting stats is what can hold him back in Detroit. So, you know, uh, as 26-year-old next season, maybe he gets out of Detroit and, you know, they get better. But, you know, maybe in a, in an ideal situation, 80, 80 runs and, you know, 75 RBIs for Kerry Carpenter. 
but you know somebody that there is a little bit of room to you know capitalize on that you know around 200 uh adp for right now you know i like your take on on carry and honestly i really don't have anything to add on it so I, i'm pretty much just gonna move on and say you know well done uh mm-hmm. i i forget where i have carry at the moment but eh, it's probably about 39 so i'm not too far okay. off so i like him this year but you know i, I feel like he did a, a great job i'm just gonna move on here i'm gonna talk about yeah. Pedro Armstrong here. somebody if you saw me like tooling around if you're watching on youtube i've been just like staring and typing away here but uh you know you're probably like okay if you don't know pete who pete crow armstrong is but you looked at uh you know his stats on the year as you're as we're as i bring up his name you're probably like why are we talking about him well the thing about him is you can't go based off of his really, really small cup of coffee. Like he got, he got a, he got an espresso cup as well this year where he got what 13 games and really didn't get to do much with it. Honestly, uh, got no hits, three runs, you know, ribbies, two stolen bases, walked three out of seven, stri- three, three times in seven strikeouts. Like they aren't atrocious numbers. So was able to put the bat to the ball, but you know, if you, if you look at his stats in the minors from, you know, 2023, that's where the reason why we're talking about him, right? 438 at bats, 98 runs, 26 doubles, seven triples, 20 bombs, 82 ribs, 37 stolen bases, batted 283. You know, at 5'11, 186 pounds, the kid does have pop. Like, they, they one thing if you look up uh, PC, PCA, he, um, he has great exit velocity. You know, he's touted for, you know, having 99 mile per hour exit velocity, which obviously isn't on the level of like, you know, uh, Ellie De La Cruz at like 115, 130. Like that's just kind of like monstrous, but Pete Crow gets the ball, hits the ball, hits the ball hard. So I feel like that's going to translate and seeing 20 home runs and 438 at bats tells me that if you would have got to 500, you probably would have saw about 24 bombs, to 27 bombs. And with him being able to do this in a full season, the MLB with this team that's trying to grow and bring in more talent, Pete Crow should really benefit from that. And I like his upside going into next season. So I feel that a little, you know, where he's going in drafts, which uh, Dom, I don't know if you have it for me. I'm sorry. Uh, I do. Um, 81st outfielder pick 391. Yeah. So that's free 99. Now that's going to change. Like once the, once everybody kind of gets back into baseball, like his his ADP is gonna soar up the draft boards, especially once people see him in in spring training. But you know, we shall see. You know, we're all talking. I'm talking complete hypothetical, but ultimately, if he's going that low, he's gonna be the best pick of the draft, in my opinion, just based off of value. But before I let Dom give his take on it and whatnot, we do have one last sponsor for you. All right. Go ahead, Dom. All right. So um, I, I like Pete Armstrong. I have him ranked as my 53rd outfielder right now. Um, That's assuming that he gets a starting job there with the Cubs. I'm looking at roster resource, and they do have him as the odd man out at the moment. But with, you know, Pete, uh, Pete Armstrong, I also love the nickname PCA. Keep it nice, short, and sweet. Um, I think if he comes out strong in spring training, really shows what he's made of. Really known for his speed. Uh, PC super, super fast. Uh, had a 37 steal season in 2023 in the minors, 107 games. Uh, 2022 in the minors, 101 games, 32 steals. So I think that's one thing that's definitely going to translate for PCA. Um, he always 
had a strong batting average throughout his minor league career. So I think uh, PCA is a guy, good runs uh, potential, good RBI potential in that Cubs lineup. I think the Cubs are going to be in the market to, you know, um, if they don't re-sign Bellinger to at least get another bat in there so they don't fall off too much. Um, home runs. Uh, as I mentioned, he's not a he's not a huge guy, and you know he does have some you know um, good exit velocities, but I'm not sold on him being a monster home run guy. I think if you get 20 homers from him, that's going to be awesome. So, like as Matt said, in an ideal world, you know, Pico Armstrong, you know, solid runs, uh, not going to kill you in homers, going to have decent RBIs, going to be plus in stolen bases, and the batting average if he can hit somewhere around 280, 275. Going to be great value at, uh, you know, pick 400 for Pete Crow Armstrong. Uh, let's keep moving here, though. Let's see who else I want to talk about here. I feel like I've been throwing out a lot of love this episode. I think I might want to move over to the shade side of things a little bit here. Uh, let's talk about Tommy Edmond. And honestly, he had an okay year last year. I kind of warned people that I was kind of out on Tommy Edmond. I really wasn't taking him anywhere last year, uh, especially in an environment where steals played up and, you know, we had the feeling steals were going to play up uh, due to the statistics in the minor leagues when they were testing out the bigger bases and, you know, the pickoff rule. Uh, Tommy Edmond last year, 137 games, 479 at-bats, 69 runs, 25 doubles, 4 triples, 13 homers, 47 RBIs, 27 steals. Uh, and he hit 248. Now, Tommy Edmond, the batting average could come back up. He could get back closer to that 265 that we, um, you know, I've seen from him in his career. Not going to help you in home runs or RBIs. Even in this environment, 27 steals isn't really, you know, blowing me or anybody else away. It's definitely contributing and it's helping, um, you know, helping you out a decent amount in that category. But if the Cardinals are bad and, you know, Edmonds not hitting at the top of that lineup anymore, uh, 69 runs last year. So he's not going to be elite in the runs category anymore. So you're really just drafting him in, you know, for what, um, 30 steals, maybe, maybe a 265 batting average. Tommy Edmond is just um, somebody I'm completely out on. I, I, I know I buried him in my rankings. He probably has to come up, but I have, you know, Tommy Edmond as like, the 68th outfielder uh, in my rankings. He's coming off the board as the 37th outfielder, pick 159. He does have that second and short eligibility, so I do like Tommy Edmond more at second base if you're taking him there, but I'm just out on him. At that point, I'd rather have the Jorge Soler's, the Chaz McCormick's, the Yoshida's, the Riley Green's. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez goes slightly ahead of him. I'm taking him all day over him. Uh, Matt, uh, you got to cut me off here. I feel like the haterade. I feel like I'm looking for a cup of ga- a haterade or something over here. I'm just, I'm done with Tommy Edmond, man. Yeah, take the sip for me. There you go. That works. That works. If you guys aren't watching on YouTube, Matt's got the haterade out and he's doing a nice Tommy Edmond sip for me there. Uh, hold on. I got some more too. Um, I think honestly, he is just the most useless fantasy player in, in all of fantasy baseball. I would have just- accepted overrated, but useless. Come on, man. We can't forget about those 27 steals, bro. That's great because you know what? For his draft price at 38, even to have him as a starting second baseman, I just feel is kind of just annoying and and just not a good decision. There's better players at that at that position at both second and outfielder where you could just say, okay, um, yeah, I'm going to walk away with a, probably a better talent and better upside. Tommy Edmonds is who he is, right? And he also didn't show that he can even contribute in three categories, and I don't foresee him doing it. And 
with the people that I can draft throughout the draft, I can draft a bunch of guys that have 15 stolen bases because the bases are bigger and it's more enticing for players to steal, especially with, you know, how many times you can try and catch a player stealing it at, at on base, you know, really allows guys to just go ahead and steal more bases. So why would I draft Tommy Edmonds? Who's pretty much just a stolen base specialist who isn't even getting over 30 right now. Why would I waste a pick on that? Especially that high. So I'm just not touching Tommy Edmonds wherever I go. I am at 50 at outfielder and that's probably going to go down. I don't see him going anywhere North. Um, if anything, he's going to go down, down, down and burn in hell in my rankings. But, you know, and at, at second base, he's 18. So like Tommy Edmonds is just not for me. And I, I and I'm, and hopefully for all our fans too. like, do not touch him. Like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, locked on fantasy baseballs out on Tommy Edmond again this year, as we were last year. Yeah. Well, I should probably just take another sip. Yeah. Get that last little bit of, um, heater eat out of the, the bottle into the potty. All right, let me get a little bit more positive here. Let's talk about James Altman. So, James Altman, another one. Um, I called it, by the way. I, I said to pick him up. Um, but anyway, I had, I had to do a victory lap. James Altman did a fantastic job. Had a very slow couple months and then picked it back up. He, um, I think, got figured out by the league and then made the adjustment and came back and kind of just said, hey, this is me. And then kind of like struggled a little bit every time they kind of threw something new his way. But ultimately put together a good season with 485 uh, 83 at bats 86 runs 16 doubles three triples 23 bombs 70 ribbies 16 stolen bases you know 68 walks to 181 strikeouts not atrocious batted 248 with an ops of 790 so like i look at outman for next year and i go hmm the power is legit i go hmm I think he's probably going to get about 20 stolen bases next year, if not 25. And I think the batting average probably comes up a little bit too, probably more like 260. And he does those things alone. And we're going to see somebody that's going to be a, a higher end pick. And I forget what his ADP is guys. I'm just not prepared here. I, uh, I have it. 41st outfielder pick 183. Right. And I'm not mad at that. Like I'm really not. I think I have outman higher than that. If I'm not mistaken, I don't I have 43. So I'm, I'm like pretty much on par and I'm like, okay, Altman just is, is a guy that I think is going to break out age 27 is the only thing I don't like about it, but there's a difference of the team he's on and that's the Dodgers. And they love to just like either platoon or, you know, not play their studs all at once. So like, I kind of will take a shot on a Dodger player like that versus anybody else. And I think that this year is going to show me, and show us that, okay, he's here to stay for a couple of years. It's going to be short-lived, but it's going to be nice. Yeah, man. I, I, like, I like Outman, too. Uh, I have my 41, so you, myself, and ADP are all kind of in sync here. Um, as you mentioned, it was like kind of um, uh, a, a wild ride for, you know, um, James Outman last year. Uh, April, March, Monster. Uh, had a very slow May and June, monster July, strong August, and then kind of slowed down a little again at the end of the season in September, October. Uh, the crazy thing is, is James Outman, I think the steals upside is even higher. Um, what was the steals total again this season for Outman? He stole uh, 16. I think he can get you 25. I don't think 25 and 25 is out of the question. And depending where he's going to hit in that Dodgers lineup right now, he's penciled in at five, which I love. 
So you're talking about a guy that could have 95 um, RBIs with um, a solid run total as well, you know, 80, 80 plus runs. Uh, and the batting average, I think he has the tools to get up to, um, you know, a 260th batting average. So I'm honestly, I think Outman's going to be a target for me this year. I think he's somebody at, you know, uh, we're getting him close to pick 200. Um, you're a bench player, fourth, fifth outfielder. I'm loving that. Uh, you know, he doesn't hit the ball crazy hard, but you know what? He he can still get you those 25 homers. He, he's a big boy at 6'3", 215. Um, you know, if he, you know, changes up that launch angle a little bit, maybe gets even a little bit more power on there. Uh, but as I mentioned, the speed's legit. James Outman, somebody, I think he's going to be rising up my rankings and honestly, um, ADP as well. Um, Matt, anything else to add? I think we're going to call it here. Um, real, real quick. One thing I do want to say though, when approaching the outfield position this year, very top heavy, I want to say, get you one or two in the first five or six rounds. And then you could play uh, out some of the guys we talked about today here, the, the Mickey Moniacs, the James Outmans, the guys that are going late like that. Uh, Matt, any thoughts here before we head out? Um, you know, I think this year is just going to based off you know, what scratch offs are we going to hit on this year and who's going to bust? You know, I, I feel it's very volatile after, you know, pick 30, 35 at best. So, you know, we're going to be throwing in some tiers into our rankings and, you know, the, we'll, we'll have, we'll talk about a drafting with tiers strategy where, you know, you kind of want to get as many as you can in certain tiers before falling off. And then it becomes a difference between a lottery pick and, you know, somebody that is going to be consistent week in and week out. But with that being said, Dom, take it away. Yeah, guys, that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Uh, thank you to our everydayers and new listeners speaking Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your first listen each and every day. And guys, real quick, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. They're here for you 24-7 with the top stories each and every day. Our local experts plus our Locked On national shows, they cover everything. Once again, look for Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. But guys, until next time, see you.